You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend. I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, it's Graham Trainer. World Series champion. Graham Trainer. There you go. Thank you. The I, champ I, I is emailed, here. I emailed Todd. Um, seems like his his email has been disconnected. He didn't pay his Gmail bill, bills. His what the Google hell, bills. Todd? I know it's must things that must have really hit rock bottom for him, but I did request that you address me that way, or you can call me sir. You pick World I'll Series champion or sir. I'll just take champ. World Series okay. champ. Champ's good. Champ's good. I've got like what three hundred and well, if we repeat, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what they nice, say. Three hundred and like forty days left of this. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you should write it out. You should absolutely write it out. And you know what they say about three peats. A three-way is always better than a two-way? No, that can get that can get messy, feelings involved. Ah. You cannot have a three-peat <laughs> without a repeat. Oh, very nicely, very nicely done there. Um, also, we'd like to apologize for the listeners for last week not being on air. We had everything lined up, ready to go. I had some family stuff I'd attend to. Everybody's fine. It was not, it was not baby related, but there were some things outside of my control, and I could not have recorded that night. And I apologize because I was fired up. We had Dawson uh, Smith lined up to talk about how his Georgia Bulldogs are going to stumble stumble uh, against Tennessee, or in this case, mm-hmm. Ole Miss from last week, which they mm-hmm. absolutely smoked. The Georgia Bulldogs look like the best team in the nation, and they are ranked appropriately. There are some teams, and maybe we can get into it in our football section. Well, let's just get into it now. Let me sure. ask you. Yeah, let me good. let me ask you a question, like. There are the there's the top four, right? And I don't know what order they're in, but they're basically the same. Uh Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, Florida State. There we go. Washington, Oregon. Yeah. Washington, Oregon, Texas, Alabama. I forget who's behind Alabama. The list goes on. But out of all those teams, who is playing the best football right now? Not the highest ranked ones. But who is playing the best football if you had to put the four, let's call it, hottest teams right now in the college football playoff? Oh, that is a good question. I guess Michigan, no, because they're they're cheating. Yes. They actually were one of the only four teams that were scoring 30 points a week until last week. So hmm. <laughs> I think uh, America's hmm. team, as Jim Harbaugh says, America's team. That press conference was hilarious. <laughs> thin as toilet paper. Um Georgia's really come on, obviously. Smoking Lane Kiffin at home was huge. Yes. I know I know what you're wanting to do because Alabama has those, has all this momentum and Monroe looks Thank like you. he could be a, the Heisman candidate. So I know this is a loaded question. Um, yes. The, Pac, the Pac-12 teams, like the Pac-12 has been a very deep, awesome, fun Pac-12 after dark. All that good stuff. Dion. Well, that was a long time ago. Remember when Dion was cool? Well, um, well anyway. remember when, when Dion was the talk of college football and all of a sudden uh, – Jim Harbaugh started cheating, and then Jimbo Fisher got fired. <laughs> it was just it like, did help him. It did help Dion going on a Dion going on like a five game losing streak was helped by all this drama, Michigan State's drama, yeah, Harbaugh's drama, Jimbo drama. I'm probably missing a ton of other stuff. 
Um, so I guess my answer, Florida State, no. Michigan, no. It's probably Ohio State and Michigan. I mean, sorry, Ohio State and Georgia, which was almost the national title game last year. Yep. Or which what? Which basically was it was a no, college football semi. TCU, I forgot TCU played a national championship game because it's yeah. so bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's two. But I, I would I would argue that it's Georgia's mm-hmm. looking really good. I don't think I don't know if I like Ohio State in the top four. Their defense is good, but they got to have better quarterback play from McCord. So I'll go Georgia. Michigan because they just continue to roll even though Jim Harbaugh everybody thinks he's like dead. Um, he's not. He's still alive. Uh, Ala- he's dead on the inside. Georgia, the inside. Michigan, Alabama, Texas. It looks shaky. Washington's looks shaky. I'd put Oregon in that category. Oregon FS- looks better than Washington. I feel like. I feel like I'd I'd prefer right now. Sorry to interrupt. Georgia, Ohio State, Oregon, and Texas would be like my picks for like if if viewers comes back fully healthy for like a few weeks in a row then i would go with those teams okay i, I yeah. mean so just to just to finish mine georgia michigan alabama oregon would be my uh would be my four so it's it's interesting college football is coming down to the wire it's been a fascinating season this is the yeah. last year of the four team playoff and it could not come at a worse time because it would be awesome if this year was the 12 team playoff and then we'd really see some sparks fly you'd see some of those middle games and i'm talking about old miss which is sitting at number eight they'd have to finish out the season missouri can make a run on late tennessee which has fallen by the wayside still had some hope going into that missouri game lsu with probably the best candidate for heisman right now would still be in the running to to uh have a wild card spot penn state which has played third fiddle in the big 10 all year still may be able to eke into the 12 team playoff and then you'd have the Pac-12. You'd have, probably have it stacked. You'd probably have Washington, Oregon. Uh, I forget Utah's record, but they played themselves out. USC's played themselves out. But you're looking Seven. at like an Oregon State. Oklahoma would still be in the running. O- uh, Oklahoma State, which is in – Yeah. Was tied in like a four-way tie for number second in the Big 12. But they you, but they have some sort of tiebreaker, so they're in the lead. Stuff like that. I put yeah, I pulled it up because you asked that question earlier about Bama. Guess who's behind Bama? A team that almost lost to Virginia. Who is that? Papa John. Think of Papa John. M- Miami. Rick Pitino and the ladies. The ladies of the Louisville, night. Louisville. In the, in the Louisville. Oh my gosh. Louisville. So Louisville, Oregon State, Missouri, Penn State, and then Ole Miss would be like the bubble team. Yeah. First, first, last one, in, last one out. First one out. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be fascinating. The twelve team in playoff yeah. is going to be fascinating next year. But right Oregon now. It is crunch time in college football, and there's not many games left for people to stub their toe and trip up. And there's going to be some heated, heated arguments if we're going to see a one-loss Texas Big 12 championship, a one-loss Alabama Big SEC champion, one-loss Georgia, who is back-to-back national championships, a one-loss Ohio State or Michigan with one of those teams respectively being a Big Ten champion an undefeated washington or or maybe it's a one loss pac 12 uh champion oregon and a one loss washington like that is six teams right there who all have a resume that would fit the college football playoff and then think about this what if florida state loses its first game to louisville in the acc championship that's a one loss florida state that's seven teams right there so mm, yeah fascinating and- stuff coming down to the wire 
and my Beavers with DJ not going to play anymore, um, they could <laughs> they have um, Washington and Oregon left. They could potentially play Mr. Spoiler and skyrocket themselves somehow as a two-loss Pac-12 team if Florida State and some other teams, if Texas and Florida State were to have one loss, wouldn't and then Oregon State did win out, including a Pac-12 championship, wouldn't you say Oregon State deserves to be in? Yeah, there's there's a lot to be said of that. And Oregon State, I have never been a bigger Oregon State fan than these last two weeks because I need them to beat one, either Washington or Oregon, and figure the Pac-12 championship out. Like there, there's and 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 the first ever, uh, the first you remember the um, remember Ezekiel Elliott. I do. I do remember. Yeah, him. the he first for the ever Patriots. fourteen playoff. We're not that. We're not that far away from potentially having a first team, first year playoff, which was like ten years ago. Ohio State, Alabama, Oregon, and uh, Florida State as the final four, which is kind of wild. That is cool. Full circle, bro. Full circle. That is cool. All right, we should get into it though. We have an absolutely packed show uh, leading into the Baker's Dozen or packed huddle leading into the Baker's Dozen. Now we're going to do the huddle, which is a. A couple of segments here. It's good news of the week, critical number of the week, something you're stuck on, your quote size question of the week, and your goat of the week. And we say goat either tongue-in-cheek or maybe it's a good goat. Maybe it's a bad goat. And then we have the Baker's Dozen, and I mixed in a couple of wild cards. I couldn't, I couldn't happen. It might be a, a Baker's 15 or 16. Ooh. So we're just like the college football season. We're just adding games every year. So now we're going to be like a 16-game Yeah. Yeah. regular season. Yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh, <laughs> and we'll get to it, but our uh, – our picks are we're neck and neck. In fact, we're which tied. We're tied. Bananas. Which is bananas. Fully tied. All right, trainer, give me your good news of the week. I, I don't really know how to say it's good news. I think it's just kind of like we're just finally at the end of the we're at the end of the line with Jimbo Jimbo Fisher. Yeah, the college the college station uh, saga is over. Um, the funniest part of this, the good news that I completely forgot. I don't know if this was advertised or not. I actually asked a coworker today who went to AM. He didn't know this happened. That they gave Jimbo Fisher the cheesy, here's a plaque for a national championship. Yeah. You, yeah. you, you put the, here, it says 20, <laughs> fill in your date, sir. And yeah. he's like, yeah, I'm going to fill in my date someday. And he get, they, so just to clarify, they gave him yeah, a national but, championship trophy with without a date on it. It was like fill in yeah, the like blank. Yeah, like a really, che- a really cheesy, cheap, like, put this on your wall. You graduated um, cum laude at UVA. Like, put it on your wall as people walk in and, like, have an interview with you. You're like, wow, you're so, you're so, uh, you're so inspiring. I would you're put so it less, I would put it less than that and be like, it's like wearing a cap and gown to your lower school graduation. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a participation. It's not even a participation trophy. It's a, it's worse than the Florida State, the COVID Florida State banner for the basketball team that said yes. they were like, what was it? The number one seed. Four. Yes, one yes one seed or whatever ACC best team. I don't know. Going into the going into a canceled March Madness that year. Um, yes, biggest buyout ever paid. Jimbo Fisher, seventy six million. I'll go down the list here because you'll like the second one. Gus Malls oh. on Auburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, go, go, please, we'll, please, please. We'll break down Jimbo's. Uh, Gus Malzahn, 21.5. Um, Jabba the Hutt, Charlie Weiss, 19 million. Charlie Weiss. Let's let's hold on to Charlie Weiss for a second. Because it's he hard went to hold from, on. He's pretty big. <laughs> he was getting paid by like the Giants, Notre Dame, and a third or fourth team 
consecutively Kansas, for like three or four years. No, I always mix him up with the other fat guy. Um, Les Miles, yeah. he, he coached for Kansas. Remember that? Did he have money left on his Patriots offensive coordinator? Yeah, there was something no, just wacky. Something. There was something wacky going on. But this is elite company, and, and I'll let you continue to list, but fired oh, college yeah. football coaches that just, that just get paid to leave. Like Ed Orgeron, I'm sure, is on your list. Yeah, is $17, $17 million. And he was like, all right, show me the tour. He's not, but all these guys I've not I feel like I haven't heard from Willie Taggart, Florida State, 18 million, and rounding out number five, I don't know whatever happened to Tom Herman from Texas, uh fifteen point four million. Tom Herman might be on the staff at Ohio State. The, the, I think the cushiest job is to you know how they have these analyst jobs now? Like Gary Patterson was a UT analyst, defensive analyst after he got fired from TCU. Yeah. It's like you just get paid out. And then you also become an analyst for a college football team, which I think means you just kind of you're just kind of a recruiting guy who like helps with the NIL deals and like keeps an eye on the transfer portal. I think I think in the professional the world it's called a consultant. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They so, pay me a lot of money to have an opinion. Yeah. There's Coach O who's hanging out with uh with spring break babes and fishing. And then there's the guys that do the analyst job who make a little more income on top of their already seventy six million dollar income, which is twenty six thousand dollars a day. That is so sick. <laughs> All right, so let's break down Jimbo's contract. So he had a $76 million buyout. <clears throat> Excuse me. And we talked a lot about Jimbo Fisher on the show. We talked about him last year and the oh, year before goat, when he good, was – Goat, good news, critical number, stuck factors. Yeah, I had, a, I had like a, a self-reflection period where I was like, I got to stop talking it. about Jimbo. I got to stop – as a sports show, we have to stop talking about Jimbo Fisher. But guess what? We get to talk about him because he got fired. Buyout, $76 million. Now, he is owed 25% of his, uh, of his total contract within 60 days of termination. That is $19.25 million. Within 120 days, he's owed it $7 million more. So by March Madness, when March Madness tips off, he will have earned himself $26 million for getting fired. Now... When he gets that $7 million, this starts the annual clock for every year they pay him $7 million to 2031. And you said, 2031? How is that possible? It's because they gave him a four-year extension in 2021 after he went 9-1. and one. That was during the COVID year. That ah. is, just for perspective, and, and people were like, how does Texas A&M have that much money? One, it's oil. But just for perspective, at halftime of the game where they beat Mississippi State, the 12th Man Foundation, which is the, I don't know, the foundation. Cult? That, the, yeah, part of the cult that funnels money into the athletic department. They had a ceremony uh, with the, like that clown, clownish sized check that they hand over to the 12th Man Foundation. Like, look, this is how much money we raised. It was $160 million this year. What? Jimbo's It's wild. It was Jimbo's buyout times three right there. Times two. Yeah. Times two. Two times, and some change. Yeah. Yeah. It's like wait a minute. I didn't know we were dealing with that type of money. So Texas AM can buy anyone from anywhere. Now it's gotta be one of the more fun jobs to speculate because I would put it in the top fifteen jobs in college football. Like if, if every single job was open. I'd put it. Oh man, that's a good question. Ten to fifteen. 
I mean, I feel, we're not okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I was gonna say, but it's got, um, it pays the most. Is my point? It pays the most. You're gonna have the most resources. Yeah. Everyone's gonna buy in. The cult is there. You're immediately gonna have a loyal following because they're fanatics in in the craziest way. Um, I can just imagine Jimbo being like looking out his office door and watching the guys with torches and face paint carrying pumpkins, being like, "I got to get out of here." This is the weirdest place. I'm going to go back to South Florida and start deep sea fishing. <laughs> yeah, I got to go to Fort Lauderdale. Him um, and Steve Spurrier are just going to link up and be buds. God, that's a good question. Maybe. So we're going to have, I, th- I don't think they're going to hire any. I was looking at this today. Um, the transfer portal opens up in December for 30 days. So mm-hmm. they got to make a decision by then, right? Because nowadays you have to act fast for the transfer portal. They got to they gotta fill this seat by let's say conference title weekend or the, or like the Monday after. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. To, but to who, get, who are they going to gonna go after? Of, well, I mean, I've got a list. I've got like the actual like breakdown of Vegas odds for coaches right now. Uh, you can bet on this. I love this. <laughs> next week. I want to, I do want to rank the best team. I think we should rank the top 15 best uh, and see where we actually would put a and next week. Cause I can't do all that math and all that ranking in my brain. This show will slow down to a snail's pace. I might be able to do um, five. Yeah, it's tough. It is an SEC West. It's an SEC West job. I think some of those Pac-12 jobs that are now Big Ten jobs. Those Big Four, Washington, Oregon, UCLA, and USC are probably ahead of it, just because of the Big Ten being yep. like the the tier the 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 one B to the SEC or number two to the SEC. Well, I mean, they have, they have When was the last time they won a championship? One in the last fifteen years. True. Yeah. I mean, they're perennial top four they sometimes they have two in but they've only won one you're correct um shout out to zeke and 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 urban <laughs> another buyout and cardell cardell <laughs> jones will just fall forward and get a first down it was the most infuriating thing to mm-hmm. watch he'd have somebody behind he'd have his someone would just wrap his legs up at the line of scrimmage and it was so tall he'd just reach out the ball and make four yards yeah and like oregon's defense was garbage back then they all they had was marcus mariota and like that was kind of it like Anyway, the odds we got. So Mike Elko is plus yeah. three hundred. Yeah. Jeff Trailer. I don't know who Jeff Trailer is. I, Tractor Trailer. Jeff Trailer, um, go ahead. I don't know. Mike Elko yeah, is Dan- the head coach at Duke who left Texas A&M's yes. as a defensive yes. coordinator. So he's kind of the most obvious one. What was his Correct. name? Jeff Trailer. Jeff Trailer. Um, Dan Lanning, that's the Oregon coach. He's yep. plus 600. Eli Drinkwitz, great last name, Missouri's coach, because I saw he made fun of Josh Heupel last weekend when they beat the hell out of them. Tennessee, that is. Uh, Lance Leopold, Massey's favorite coach. In Kansas. Is the, is the sixth or seventh. And then it's like P.J. Flack. Oh, Cliff Kingsbury came up? <laughs> I oh love my this. God. James Franklin. Somebody somebody put well, Urban Myers on this, obviously. Dion's down there at plus 5,000. Somebody put on their list, Dan Campbell. I was like, Dan Campbell's not leaving the Lions to go to the a No, no. I'm sorry, but it's the NFL. Like, I know that the, the money's ridiculous. And, and it's Dan like, Campbell uh, loves his guys and loves his job. Yeah, he's turned the Lions organization around, just regardless of if they, like, make the playoffs and win one game. Like, that's still a lot better than most of Lions history, except for, like, a couple Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders years. So, yeah. Jeff Trailer is the football coach for uh, University of Texas at San Antonio. I feel like Mississippi State should be going after him. I, I think I think Texas A and M can't yeah. afford. Uh, who who is off that list? Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. Um, 
They should yeah, go after. Good. They should go after. Dan he has Lanning no conference, and he has no conference too. Oregon State yeah. has no conference, so I feel like throw the guy a bone. You know, get, whoever, give him a break. Wash, whoever Washington State's uh, yeah. coaches, he's done a pretty good job up there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's okay. And and back to your question on top ten coaching coaching gigs. Let's just do it by conference. Let's go ACC, uh, Miami. Florida State? Every job in the SEC West I'd rather have than an ACC job. I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, except Mississippi State, well, maybe Arkansas. Just, maybe just the ones Arkansas. off the top of my head. USC, uh, USC, Alabama, Miami, Florida State, Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, Ohio State, Michigan, uh, Penn State's on the bubble, probably not. Uh, Georgia, yes. yes. Tennessee, yes. Rather have that. Rather have LSU. Yep. Rather have USC, Oregon, Washington, and UCLA because of the Big Ten thing. Rather have, um, man, Big Twelve. Rather have probably the Texas. Texas, well, Texas, Texas OU. They're going OU. to the SEC. That's SEC already. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's like right on that like fifteen to twenty range. Okay, my critical number was uh, Jimbo's contract and how, breaking it down. Speaking of other other men's job, my good news is Josh McDaniels. <laughs> <laughs> that fraud got fired, and his team is 2-0 oh, that's right. since. That's right. That's Goodbye, right. Josh the- McDaniels. Yeah. I was <laughs> on a work trip, and I listened to uh, Slow Getting Up by a Denver Broncos like special team guy. He was in the league for like six or seven years, and he was under Shanahan and the Broncos, and he told him when Josh McDaniels got there at the change of the guard, and he, he just described in depth of how Josh was just a complete just a he was a jerk trainer <laughs> for, for he looks like a he looks like a jerk yeah yeah and it's just i it's just so happy to see someone who's a fraud fail and like who's who's just just a loser just and he believes in his own self-worth and he says oh i can turn a middle school quarterback into a hall of famer no you can't you're all bill belichick and you're all cheating and otherwise outside of that outside of tom brady you've had zero success so I'm I'm happy to see him gone. He seems like a poison. Well, Massey, he won a playoff game with Tim Tebow. Yeah, on that on that Sunday. <laughs> was it against the Steelers and he threw a slant and actually hit him on the like the second play of the game? Second play of overtime. Ohio, yeah, the night I got to shake Tebow's hand, I got to see the the highlight reel of that again on a, on the big screen. Um so I remember <laughs> Never the forget. Never forget. <laughs> I won an NFL playoff game. My name is Tim Tebow. Well, Joshua Daniels also like we'll just let's do aesthetics because we're, we're you know we're we're, we're in the looks. Joshua Daniels is one of those like um, no neck like kind of weird chin dudes like Chip Kelly who's going to get fired too. Yeah, he is. Uh, where it's like you're not fat like Charlie Weiss, you're just kind of like frog like bullfrog neck. Yeah, and not not that I don't have the best chin. I can't grow a beard to make my chin more pointy and wear man makeup, but you know it's just like I hate that fat neck look. <laughs> uh my also my other good news is UVA is 3-0 with a win over Florida. They got a big game Monday in the Fort Myer tip-off against Wisconsin. Um good to see that the KA Clark era is over. We have Reese Beekman, Isaac McKinley coming back and Ryan Dunn who was really athletic last year but did not see the court as much as I'd like him to. The other guys I don't know, Bond, Road, Harris, Groves. I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not familiar with your game yet. But we got to move Bond's- on, trainer. Yeah, Bond Bond's uh, interesting. Like he's he's, he's a player to watch. He is yeah. really really stinking athletic. All right, give me your stock one of the week, trainer. Um, 
did I do number? I didn't do number because I did a lot of my stuff. A lot of my Jimbo stuff was a number. I'll do a quick last Jimbo number for you that you'll love. Okay. 71.9 million. That's the entire NFL career earnings of Jameis Winston, who was Jimbo Fisher's former quarterback at Florida State when he won the Heisman, they won the national championship, last BCS team to do so. And Jimbo's <laughs> payout is 76.8 million. So he's making <laughs> for doing nothing what in the next blank amount of years, 10 years. I forgot how long this buyout goes for. 31. Yeah, eight years. Um, yeah. So just like he's making five more million dollars. And Jameis Winston has like broken his spine since then. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a warrior. Uh, my number is twenty. Sorry, two hundred and forty million. Uh, I don't know. Do you see this? You hear about this? Uh, the Arizona Wildcats are facing a two hundred and forty million dollars school wide shortage after significant miscalculations in their financial modeling. That means somebody stole a bunch of money. That's what that sounds yeah. like to me. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody stole a lot of money either all at once or over a period of the last 10 years to have that miscalculation. I'm sorry, my model failed. Did you forget a decimal? No, that's that sounds like fraud to me. Yeah, and what's Arizona known for? Like kind of like um cocaine and loose women. You know, that's a lot of money out there in Tucson. <laughs> <laughs> that'll get you, that'll go a long way. That's a that's a hell of a couple of years there. What's, in Tucson. what's uh, what question to you? What is the most money? Including gambling, cash in hand, like oh, I dropped a twenty on uh, on Thunder Bumps because I had it in my my bib. Uh, Venmoing the wrong person. What's the most amount of money you've ever lost? Um, I mo- what recently comes to mind is I try to order my wife pregnancy overalls. That was like oh, fun, fun, flowy. Just- yeah, and that cost me sixty five bucks and went to some. <laughs> Probably went to the Communist Party in China. <laughs> Honestly, I never saw the overalls. Asked for my money back. Called Capital One. I got bogged down, and I was like, there you go, China. Just take my money. I don't care. Yeah. I, oh, God. I, have, you seen the, have you seen the John Travolta Capital One Santa Claus commercial? And that was six, that was 60 bucks, trainer, and I still think about that. <laughs> I thought about that the other day. I was like, I got to call Capital One See? and get my money back. What's like, $240 million divided by $65? <laughs> yeah, like I, that's, that's still, that burn still gets me. Um, give me what was Sorry. you stuck on? Brought up trauma. Oh, my suck on um, Derek Carr's wide receivers. What about him? <laughs> um, his last, you know, bunch of his last crew of like kind of like the hot guys he's had Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. you know, Antonio Brown's Antonio yeah. Brown, okay. Henry Ruggs, eh. yeah, uh, Michael Thomas, stuff. Michael Thomas, well, off the field included. Michael Thomas just threw a brick through a contractor's window. Because he was mad that they were parking on his street and doing construction. Okay, which who hasn't who what's what snob in this town hasn't contacted the HOA about <laughs> somebody else building a million dollar mansion down the street from their million dollar mansion? I I can see where Michael Thomas getting mad because I've seen other people get mad, but instead of calling the HOA, he just did something about it. So so what? So what, trainer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a man's a man. Chris Olave, rec- reckless driving. We went over that. Yeah. Um, Seventy and a thirty-five or whatever it was. So. Derek Carr, bad influence. I mean, I he's be. kind of a bad quarterback. I really, I really was proud and happy for you this year, and I've re- I'm really disappointed in what Derek Carr has done to your team. I actually truly am. I apologize on his behalf. It's just I don't know what it's like to describe rooting for the Saints right now. It's just it's obviously underachieving, but it's just not fun. In. It's just not fun. It's like look at all the speed and weapons around you. Why isn't this fun? This should sense. be more fun. 
they're healthy. They have a good defensive coach, at least. I mean, they have like their a, defense they have a pretty is good. good. It's the good. best roster in the NFC South by a by a wide margin. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. The biggest threat to the to the Saints not making the playoffs is either Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter, and they can't figure out which one they want to play. And they're not giving the ball to Kyle Pitts or Bijan Robinson. So it's either Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter has to win that division. And it's why can't Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas just team up and say we'll win it? I think Bryce Young's about to rattle off six in a row and win it with the Panthers. <clears throat> no, he's not. Bryce Young is needs some help. <laughs> he's so small, and those guys are so big and fast, and he's not as fast as them, okay? Like, give him a break. Give him time. Give him time. Um, my stuck on is the NBA in-season tournament. Confusing? A little confusing, but I was able to kind of sort it out, and so I read an article, and, and it makes a little more sense to me. Now, they play – this tournament, they're, they're having pool play, just like we see in um, uh, soccer. Yeah, the World FIFA. Cup. The World Cup. Yeah. So they have pool play, and now instead of like traveling and going and just playing the people in their pool, every Tuesday and Friday they play someone else in, the, in their pool, and the pools are divided up into six groups of five, and they play each other round robin style. Those six winners of the pool play in a, another tournament in December. There's two wild cards that go in there. I don't know how they figure out the six teams it's, plus the two additional it's the ones. Top, it's the top um, six teams from those six spots and then the two best records within their group record-wise. Okay. What I read. Yeah. Well, on the FAQ. I had to get into the FAQs on this. Like, give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. And the uh, in night three of the tournament, Five games went down to the wire, and there was a fight. So it's kind of like, okay, oh, I'm choking, choking I'm, fight. Yeah, I'm in. Like I'm, I think I'm in. If this is going to how the NBA regular season is going to start being played every Tuesdays and Fridays, someone's going to get punched in the mouth, and there's going to be good, good NBA basketball in, in the middle of November. Like, okay, I think I can handle that. I think my brain can wrap around it. The one thing I don't like are the courts. It's too much. It's way too much. It's like Oregon. It's like Oregon football uniforms. I've I've already had enough. I can't tell where anything is. Like I saw, I think it was the Bulls or maybe the Blazers, and it was the, the whole, entire court was red. I was like, where is, where is everything? I don't know where the foul line, the block, short corner. I don't know where any of that is. Ooh, short corner. Short corner. That's a deep pull for basketball fans. Yeah, in case you don't know where it is. And if, if I if I may, my boy John McClellan had the best. Six foot short corner jump shot that I've ever seen. You know what I don't like is last night's uh, the Pelicans putting putting a hurt on the Mavs. I didn't like that. That's, I thought that, the Mavs we, won. We were bit no, we lost by thirty. We're a bitter group, uh, Group B West Group B rivals, Massey. Oh, are you. we? <laughs> oh man, I've been too wrapped up. I've been too wrapped up in Jimbo. Jimbo, all right, give me your quote slash question of the week. You're not the beard. Speaking of which, you're not the beard, you're not the system, you're the problem. The whole soundbite of this is so awesome, but please go ahead. Mavs announcer serving the hell out of James Harden slash the beard. So proud of this guy, taking it to him. Because, you know, Harden said when he got traded that he was the system. Yeah. And he's obviously like his nickname is the beard as well. 
Oh my God. And until tonight, I just, I just watched it go final Celtics beat the Sixers, but until tonight before at the beginning of the recording of the show, the Sixers were five and zero without Harden and the Clippers were zero and four. So yeah, just something problem. And the expanded quote was basically like, yeah, you, it was something like you go from job to job and you can't figure out why all these jobs stink and all your coworkers suck. And then, or maybe it was like a roommate and you're like, man, living, I, I've always been only able to pick bad roommates. It's like, well, maybe you're you're the bad roommate or you're the problem at work. Like he went on and on and on, and it was awesome. Because James Harden is, and, I'm sick of his antics. Yeah, unless it's uh, fake news. And I, I don't like how quick, he plays. No, I don't like how he plays. He, yeah, he's just he's always been a, like a um, selfish ball a, hog. He's, you know what he is? He's the system of refs giving him every damn call, and he does that crab walk crap, and he gets every call he wants. Um, what I was going to say was I found a little quick blurb earlier that he actually got into a fight with Westbrook today. So oh. we got some drama already. Yeah. <laughs> that, that didn't take long. Yeah, who? No. I bet you the GM was like, man, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> All right, my quote of the re- week. Right now it's tough. I'm taking a little bit of a back seat right now. I'm trusting the process. I'm trying to do my best to buy in right now. Oh, man. Give me a hint. That is Zion Williamson. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. Zion Williamson is saying, I'm going to take a back seat. Well, we're, you, you didn't play for two seasons. We don't need is he you. hurt again? No. I didn't even know. No, he, he's not he hurt. Knows. He just doesn't know where he fits in in the Pelican season. I mean, in the Pelicans' oh, like, he's- system right now. Okay, he's come back. Star player doesn't know where he fits right now. Got it. Well, Brandon Ingram, like he didn't play with Brandon Ingram that much, and Brandon Ingram deserves the ball a lot. Zion, point guard Zion is so much fun to watch. So I think it's just like trying to figure out how to play around each other. Willie Green, it's got to manage this well. This is the best the Pelicans are gonna may ever be when it comes to talent. Um, so they got to figure. They got to figure something out. It's it's the making whole, the, it's making me sad that Zion Williamson is not good. I don't understand why that is. Yeah, no, he'll get there. I think he's just shaking rust off. I don't want you to like. I don't want you to have the Saints and the Pelicans both be bad. I think the Pelicans would be just fine. Um, it's crazy how the point forwards have grown. We got Zion Williamson playing point forward. Then we had Joe. You know, Joker was kind of doing it at the same time when Zion grad came from Duke to graduate to the NBA. And then now we have Victor Wimbayana playing point forward at seven feet, five inches, which yeah. is just like, looks crazy. But yeah, it's kind of funny how big point guards are. Remember when Magic Johnson was a, just some sort of abnormal, abner, ab, aberration, abnormality, aberration in the eighties when he was like six, nine or six, 10 playing point guard a bit and center. No, he's sorry. He was point guard playing center. So it's kind of the opposite. And now it's like we got Wimbayana at 7-5 bringing the ball up the court. I do like watching Wimbayana highlights right now because he picks up his dribble at like the three-point line, does two steps, and dunks it. It's Yeah. I the go. physics of yeah. it is mind-boggling. No, I know. Unfortunately, the next uh, – the closest between the two, Dallas and San Antonio, is San Antonio for me. And I looked up the next time we play the Mavs, that is, play at San Antonio's until March – so huh. gonna go put it on your calendar, but it's just it's so it's so long to wait for two Southwest rivals to us not play at San Antonio again until March. I just that seems I, strange. I just, yeah, it does seem strange. All right, give me your go to the week trainer. 
go to the oh i had a question for you oh before please okay uh i got i got two questions is this the corniest game week shtick ever terry on arnold said nick saban and the team had rat traps left all around the facility this week so alabama didn't fall for the trap game no that that's been used in the in the nfl and okay. in college i'm sean payton okay. did stuff like that i know you love the trap game we've been through this this season so i i, I see where the culture is coming from the now. chattanooga mocks are going to get absolutely <laughs> pummeled pummeled by alabama this weekend put on notice chattanooga what's your uh, second question uh, shout out to you Ter- terrell owens chattanooga alum uh what's more disgusting between these two jameson williams of alabama lore revealed on his Instagram story that he used, he uses Oreo McFlurry as a burger topping or hmm. Patrick Mahomes has worn the same underwear for every game of his NFL career, allegedly cleans it every once in a while. Oh, well, I was immediately going to go towards the the <laughs> underwear because it was like, yeah, there, there's something called washer machines. And I don't even want to admit what my underwear drawer looks like this close to Christmas, you know, like it's, it's getting pretty thin. Do you have all torn up like whitey tidies? Why did you assume whitey tidies? No, I I have normal men's underwear, I believe. Normal? What's in boxers? Boxer briefs? No, I'm I'm more of a boxers briefs guy. I like to keep everything in its place. (laughs) Keep it snug. Yeah, yeah. There's a picture of the McFlurry on the burger. It's disgusting. I I have to go with that. I feel like if it was watching. Yeah. If it was a Sunday in college and I was up to my usual <laughs> Sunday activities of just lounging, watching football all day and doing nothing else besides that, that I could convince myself a McFlurry on a burger would be good. But every in college, if I was being hazed by an older brother, <laughs> okay, now we've gone too far. <laughs> uh, what's your go to the week, trainer? Oh, we're this running out of time. Go ahead. Oh, Sorry, Deshaun Watson. Uh, he has shoulder discomfort. He's out for the season. Uh, Deshaun, what do you think those masseuses feel? Shoulder discomfort up yours. Um, I didn't realize he was out for the year. Man, talk about another guy with a bunch spring. of gu- bunch of guaranteed money for a guy that underperforming. Oh, like Jimbo Fisher. Like Jimbo Fisher. Throwback. <laughs> My go to the week, and this got to be. This has got to be for everyone out there. It's Josh Dobbs. He's hmm. he's played quarterback a for good, the Minnesota. Yeah, he's played yeah. quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings for two weeks. He got there on a Wednesday before the hmm. Falcons game. Didn't even know his own teammates' names. The wide receivers in the huddle in the huddle were telling him his routes, telling th- him their routes, and he was like, "Uh, okay, uh, Bucko," because he didn't know anybody. He doesn't know anybody's name. He's like, okay. "Okay, okay, Chief, you you do that." Ends up winning the game for the uh, Falcons, coming in relief duty for I don't know who the other Vikings quarterback was before he got hit once and got a concussion. So that guy's that guy's out of the NFL. Oh, the guy, the the bridge between uh Cousins and Dobbs. I don't know. And then, you know that Dobbs speaking of speaking of Deshaun, do you know who traded a fifth round pick for Dobbs? The Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Yeah. So he just comes in. It's an incredible story. He was looking good on the Cardinals and we all we all thought it was a feel good story, especially after they beat the Cowboys. Whoa. We thought, oh Josh Dobbs came in mid August what a cool story. It's even cooler that he went to the Vikings and on three days' notice pulled a Baker Mayfield and won a game, which we've seen as possible. But to go back-to-back and win two games, I guess that neither the Falcons or the Saints are, any, are that great. 
But just to win two NFL games, being in the building for a total of 10 days, pretty pretty uh, incredible accomplishment. All right, trainer, we got to get going here on the Baker's Dozen. You ready for this? We. Oui. That's Are you channeling your Wimbaniana there? That's French for yes. So, yeah. Yes, okay. I am. There, there. <laughs> We have the Baker's Dozen. We have a lot of games to get to. Some will breeze through. It's not that heavy of a slate in college football. Um, lot of, Man, I'm looking at a lot of good games here it's on top the heavy. NFL. It's top heavy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's start. Number one, Georgia. They are 10-0. and 0. They are favored by 10. By 10 on the road in Neyland Stadium in Knoxville. They take on the number 18 Volunteers. They are 7-3. and three. They lost to Florida, Bama, And Missouri? Missouri, good squad. Kirby Smart and Carson Beck are on the same page. He's over 3,000 yards for the year. Josh Heupel and Joe Milton, can they get the pass game going? Trainer, what do you think about this game? Hmm. If Tennessee would have at least kept it within 10 or so at Missouri, no offense to Missouri and Mr. Drinkwitz, um, I would feel better if they hadn't – put up 300 yards rushing on Ole Miss and then Tennessee also is garbage on run defense. I don't think playing in Neyland is going to make a difference. Heupel, uh, Mr. Drinkwood said, what did he say? I'm all business. I think Georgia's all business. They cover this by 10. Yeah, I think so too. Brock Bowers is back, which is lame. There's a new guy named Lad McConkey, and he's a new emerging wide receiver at McConkey. Georgia, which is lame. Tennessee had the best run defense in the SEC until Missouri shoved it down their throat for four quarters. Georgia ran for over 300 yards against Ole Miss, passed for over 300 yards. Georgia is a wagon, and they have, like I said, they have played their way into being an elite team. They were not elite at the beginning of the season, but they played bad enough opponents where they got better as the season went on, and it's unbelievable that Brock Bowers is back. I hate that. Georgia by 10. All right. Moving out west, number five, Washington, 10-0 at number 11. Is that right? Oregon State. Yep. Oregon State has lost to Washington State early in the season in Arizona, which is a sneaky good squad. I think people are on to Arizona now. But Oregon State favored, favored by two and a half at home against the undefeated Huskies. Yeah, Arizona better take advantage of having a good season because they've lost $240 million, as we mentioned, <laughs> for their program. So they're probably going to be somewhere in limbo after the season. Yep. Um, yes, and they Oregon State lost to the – when Cam Ward was cool, mm-hmm. you know, back when I was drinking the Cam Ward Kool-Aid when things were cool, um, Oregon State's got a good run game. I feel like if they can get a lead against Washington, Washington has definitely been – escaping by the skin of their teeth a bit. Yes. I mean, Michael Penix is awesome. Definitely like a top four Heisman guy and Washington is a good team. I I'm going to go, I'm going to go Oregon state. I, I'm going to, I'm going to enjoy this Oregon state upsetting Washington. And then they go to Oregon to play the civil war the week after in Oregon. So Isn't it the Washington, apple cup? Or, sorry. Oregon state. What's the, that's apple Washington, cup? Washington state. Oh, Washington, okay. Washington. Okay. Um, they gave up, uh, Washington's defense is starting to crack. By crack, actually, it's been about the last month. They've really been exposed the last four weeks. They gave up 28 points to Utah last week, who was on their third-string quarterback. They gave up 33 to Stanford, who is hot garbage. And those offensive barely have a pulse. I'm, I would not be surprised if Oregon State pulled this off. And honestly, I need it to happen. I, like, need this. And so I have to go with my heart. 
I have to say Oregon State. Give me oh. the points. I have to. Right. I have to. I have to. All right. I feel you. We just talked about them. Number 16, Utah. They're sitting at 7-3 and three at number 19, Arizona. Also sitting at 7-3, and three. Kyle Whittingham. That defense is still the best one in the nation. Uh, their, their QB, Bryson Barnes, barely has any statistics to speak of because he just came in. He's third string. Jed Fish at Arizona, really doing well with the squad. I'm not, he's, NIL deals are plummeting. Noah, oh, I don't know how to say Noah's last name, so shockingly. F-I-F-I-T-A. F-I-T-A. <laughs> Um, he's really come on since Jed Fish has gave him the reins. Probably what was it late September? Um, he's had uh, Noah's had eight touchdowns over the last three weeks. I kind of like Arizona just because they seem to have more to prove because they are Arizona. It's at home. Utah seems to be not struggling, but they've 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 gone win loss win loss or reverse it. So Utah seems mm-hmm. to be cracking a little bit. They had high expectations going into the season. They might have not much to play for. I didn't write down the spread. What's the spread? Zona by point five. Okay. Point five or Pickham. I think Pickham was the most recent. All right. What say what say you about this game? <sighs> yeah, I mean, Bryson Barnes is playing good enough as a game manager for Utah with that defense. And I feel like I, I'm just going to go with Utah on the road. I feel like I picked Arizona a lot at this time to, I need to get off the, it's like a, uh, Oklahoma state. I, I, I stuck with Oklahoma state for too long. I don't want to stick for stick with Arizona for too long. I feel like I've been, Utah. I feel the opposite. Cause I feel like I've been riding with Utah. Give me Arizona <laughs> uh, move into the Midwest, Kansas state seven and three who took Texas down to the wire. They're favored by eight points on the road at Kansas Kansas has Jason Beam as quarterback in place of Jalen Daniels. Now, he got banged up last game. I'm not sure if he's going to be 100%. Kansas State, Will Howard, their QBs, really turned it on. Still splitting time with Avery Johnson, but Will Howard seems to be their number one passer. Now, these these two teams are in a four-way tie for second. No, excuse me, just Kansas State is in the four-way tie for, in the Big 12 for second place. They, like I said, they forced overtime against Texas. I'm going to go eight points on the road is a lot, but it's college football. I'll, I'll take K-State and the points. What say you, Trainer? K-State's won 14 straight in what they call the Sunflower Showdown, which is very intimidating. intimidating. Uh, Kansas State averages 200 yards on the road. Sorry, rushing yards per game. I'll go with Kansas. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make it. Uh, I'll, I'll say they'll lose by a field goal or a touchdown. All right. All right. Let's Let's uh, let's move to the Big Ten. We have number three, the cheating Michigan Wolverines, with a <laughs> head coach of Sharon Moore. They are favored by 19 going on the road to Annapolis, Maryland, who is six and 6-4. Now, I said this earlier, but Jim Hallbar's not dead. They're all acting like he's dead. Do you remember at the first – Three games of the season when Jim Harbaugh was suspended, they all came out wearing his number and like memoriam of him. He wasn't dead then. He came back. It's what America's team. It's what America's team should do. And that's another. That's another point. Jim Harbaugh thinking that Michigan cheating and the adversity that they're going through. It's not adversity, Jim. It's self-inflicted controversy. He, he's acting like they're the uh, the wrongly accused, like people on death row. They get exonerated. Before they get, you know, the death penalty. We did I'm this like, for you, Jim. We did it this for is, you. Yeah, it's, I it's, love it's you. Too much. Jim, Jim, it's too much. Also, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, 
would never have let this happen. The Big Ten commissioner, what's his name? Tony Petiti. He is so soft. You have to think about, you have three big teams in the Big Ten. Penn State, which is above average. And then you have Ohio State and Michigan with a chance to make the college football playoff. You know what happens when you make the college football playoff? You get paid loads and loads of cash directed right into the Big Ten coffers. And he went ahead and said, we're going to preemptively suspend Jim Harbaugh and try to like beg forgiveness from the NCAA. Greg Sankey would have looked at the NCAA and said, well, good luck, guys. Good luck with your investigation. You're not going to take one of my marquee teams. What if they were like, hey, we're going to take LSU. We're going to take Alabama. We're going to take Georgia and suspend the head coach for three games. Greg Sankey would be like, or excuse me, the Greg Sankey would be like, well, we're not going to suspend him. Let's see what the NCAA finds, and the NCAA would take four years and probably find nothing over that course of that time. I cannot believe the Big Ten Commissioner Tony Pititi did this. Like, what are you doing? Why are you self-inflicting wounds? Get one of your marquee teams in the college football playoff and get paid. No argue for me. Midwest is soft. Uh, I'll, I'll take Michigan. <laughs> okay, I'll take I'll, I'll take I'll take uh. To a junior, yeah, I don't think home. I don't think Maryland. Maryland I don't think Maryland's got a lot to play for. Maybe, maybe just the hatred of the old, you know, the old rivalry between Michigan and Maryland. I still Pride, think Maryland's respect. an ACC team. <laughs> we got a lot to go through. Louisville, number ten, they are nine and one with an inexplicable loss to Pitt, who is garbage. They are favored by one going into Miami. Miami six and four, a lot like Utah. Miami does not have a lot left to play for. They lost to the rival FSU in a close game. Tyler Van Dykes looked average. Mario Cristobal, good recruiter, bad coach. Jeff Brom, on the other hand, good coach. He's got Jack Plummer and Louisville rolling. And Louisville has everything in front of them. They play Miami this weekend. They play FSU in the ACC championship game, and I'm missing a game in between there that's important. Kentucky, an SEC cross-state rival now, if they go yeah. to the ACC championship and figure out a way to beat FSU, they're sitting at a one-loss conference championship, which is going to beg a discussion. I don't think they're good enough to get in, but it will allow them to just be discussed with the college football playoff. They're only favored by one on the road. What say you, trainer? Yeah, so this is, yeah, to clinch. I don't know, I, you went quickly there. I think they, They're going to clinch an ACC championship game appearance if they win this game. The thing that Miami has in their favor is their um, defense allowing an ACC low 86 yards per game, Whoa. which is pretty impressive. Whoa! And not that the home field really matters here. The thing that the red flag is that they, you know, in my in my research report, Miami will have to, which is crazy to think about at the beginning of the season. Miami, this statement, Miami will have to turn to Tyler Van Dyke, turn back to. Yeah, um, yeah I like Louisville. I think they're gonna they're gonna clinch it. Clint here go the ACC title game. Okay, I will point this out. The number 10 position has been kind of cursed this year for teams. If you remember, Ooh. UNC went all the way up to number 10, lost to UVA. Penn State ranked number 10 when they lost to Michigan. Old Miss ranked number 10 when they lost to Georgia. Give me Miami. Okay, I like it. I mean, yeah, this is a this is kind of like the Spider-Man meme with Miami and Louisville and Virginia. All pointing at each other. We all lost each other by three, you know, or beat each other by three. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not good for the ACC when it comes to 
potentially their second best team, Louisville, if they lose to Florida State in the AC title game, being a team that almost lost to Virginia. So what I'm going to say before I uh, have you pick the wild card game, I'm going to go ahead and say we're running long for the radio portion of this. So we'll stop. We'll do an outro. And without missing a beat, we'll continue to pick our NFL teams. But for the radio portion, if you want to hear our NFL picks, you should download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. We are Teton Sports Talk. We've gone a little long here, but not to worry. We're not going to rush our picks. I got tired of rushing our picks. So we're just going to stop for the radio portion. Allow the listeners of the Jackson tuning in their FM radio dials to 89.1 on 2 to 3 on Fridays. Just let you know there is a podcast which will have our professional picks after this segment here. So, trainer, for the wild card section, I want you to pick. That's how you. What's that's that? how you sell a da- That's how you sell a damn podcast. One and speaking of long, it's not that long until Arch Manning hits the transfer portal. Massey, maybe I left it off the docket. UT at Iowa State was one of our games. That might be my fault, though. You did leave it off the docket, but it is in my wild card of the three. So let's talk about that game before I sign off the radio portion. We'll continue with the podcast. (laughs) Number seven, Texas is going on the road against Iowa State. Matt Campbell at Iowa State lost to a Ohio? Yeah, they lost to Ohio of the the MAC or the Sun Belt or whatever it was. Anyway, great bas- hey, great basketball team in March, though. Remember Ohio? Yeah, yeah. Guy mm-hmm. named Vanderplow. He did a lot after Bear- he broke his hand for us. Bearcats. Texas only favored by a touchdown and a half. They have been sliding a little bit. They've been eking out some wins. They have slowed down a little bit. Quinn and yours is he back for this game? He's already said he's going to return to Texas. So that's why Arch Manning is yep. going to hit the transfer portal, in my opinion. Texas favored seven and a half at Iowa State. I don't want, know what to make heads of tails of it. I'll let you pick first, Trainer. Ooh, Texas A&M gets Deion Sanders, and they steal Arch Manning in the transfer portal in December. <gasps> Conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see Deion's quote when they said, no. "Are you going to go to Texas A&M?" He goes, "Man, I'm just trying to win a game." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> just like trying, to, I'm just trying to win a game. Leave me alone. Iowa State was, yeah, they were kind of bunched up in this uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas State, Iowa State, will they, won't they uh, group until that Ohio loss. Um, yeah, I think Quinn, yeah, I, I do like Texas on the road, even though it is over a touchdown. Is Quinn and you is Quinn and Quinn and you are starting? Yeah, he's starting. Oh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be hard in my mental psyche to see texas tripping up against iowa state i thought this best chance was against kansas state uh just give me iowa state in the points you know what screw it i need texas to lose again i need washington to lose again i need oregon not washington to lose again washington to lose oregon to lose again i need everyone above alabama to lose so i'm gonna stick with my heart here give me iowa state but i'll take the points i'll take the points all right the cyclones massey in your favor have two one score losses at home this season so maybe make it three We'll see. Sports fans, that is all the time we have for you on this radio hour. Please tune into our the rest of the show if you download the podcast, um, which is going to start. I'm just going to give a clap so we can edit it, and then we can go on with our picks like nothing happened. You ready? Oh, let me sign off. Uh, that's it. That's all. That wasn't loud enough. Let me do it again. That was, that was loud enough. I turned that up. All right. We are back. <laughs> We're back and, and continue on with our podcast. Now, 
let me do this for the wild card. Let me uh, uh, pick one or two. One. Florida at Missouri, number nine. Ooh. Missouri, they're favored at, by 11 and a half at home against Florida, which keeps stumbling over itself. It looks good. It looks bad. I need Florida to beat Florida State later on in the season. I, I think Missouri takes Florida behind the barn and whips Florida like they did Tennessee. I'll take Missouri plus 11 and a half. This was, yeah, this was on the bubble. This was the first one out, as they say in March Madness. A lot of March Madness talk. We're, we're just, we're amped. UVA's well, UVA is 3 0, so let's, let's go. Yeah. Mizzou, um, or sorry, this game was my first one out for the picks this week. Florida at Missouri. Missouri yeah, Missouri just took Tennessee to school. I, yeah, Missouri. I got to go. Sorry. Dream quits. I love you. What, what was the running back's name? Cody, uh, Cody someone, Cody Schrader. He has an incredible story. I think he transferred twice. Maybe Juco kid came in and had like 300 all-purpose yards, 200, mm. 240 yards rushing or something like that. Crazy. All right, let's move on to uh, – to, I was going to try to pick Oregon and Arizona State because Arizona State plays teams good at home, but – Oregon double I, wild card double overtime no 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 no. let's just let's just keep going um let's get to our NFL slate which I wrote down somewhere Eagles at Chiefs is this Monday night this is Monday night this is the Kelsey and Swifty Bowl for sure Taylor Swift is going to be there right she's going to cancel her trip in Rio cancel her concert in Rio or something is that what she's playing this week I don't know Travis was just down in Buenos Aires Oh, interesting. I did, did you not, see that did, she you, said, you definitely saw Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift embrace after her concert. I did not. I did not see that yet. I saw her what? security. Did you spend situation. any time? Did you just log out of the internet? I did for I did for a little bit. Monday, Tuesday. Did this happen Monday, Tuesday? This happened during the bye week and, and they had a loving embrace and the internet broke more than Kim Kardashian broke the internet. Well, since since the Rangers won the World Series title championship of the world of the planet, <laughs> I, I did go zero dark LeBron on Instagram. So yeah, I did miss this. I'm sorry. Oh my god. I'm just happy. I'm just happy. Kind of. I'm living in like this old like old man life in a rocking chair with a World Series title, where I just like I just I no screens, no more screens. I will tell you this, and people are <laughs> tired of hearing this. When UVA won the 2019 national championship in basketball, I checked out. I was like, who cares? Football season came around. I was like, "Yeah, it's cool. Whatever. Like, I got it. Doesn't matter. I'm a champion. It doesn't matter." I, right. I, the other day, somebody asked me. I said, "I feel better. I care less. Like, I, I, I wear the same underwear and don't wash it. All those sort of old man things. Like, now that I have the the holy trinity of UVA winning either a basketball or football title, yep. the Mavericks winning, and the Rangers winning, I just, I just feel good. Yeah, I just feel I'm good. Fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It happened over the course of." 13 years, but yeah, it doesn't matter. All right. The Chiefs are favored by two and a half. Jalen Hurts, is he still limping around? Patrick, Super Bowl rematch for the kids at home that don't watch football. The Chiefs defense is elite. They're the number three ranked defense, top five defense two, in the NFL. Two great defenses. Um, Jalen Carter, probably defensive rookie of the year for the Eagles. So, yeah, a lot going for the, each each side of the ball here. I, what, who are you going to take? I, you know what? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take 
I'm going to do it. Uh, the uh, Chiefs and Taylor Swift, two and a half. Yeah, I kind of feel like the Eagles secondary is a little beat up. Even though the secondary doesn't really always cover the tight end, the tight end is going to go bonkers here. He's going to be showing off for his Bueno, Ar- bueno Aries Bay, Taylor Swift, that is Travis Kelsey. Uh, Jackson Mahomes will hopefully not be shown on the broadcast. And, yeah, I, I like the Chiefs at home. I hate to I hate to be the same. All right, let's time travel a little bit because we can because our podcast is coming out Wednesday night and not uh, this is not going to air on the radio portion. And if you're here listening to us after the radio portion, we love you. We appreciate you. Our Bengals at Ravens Thursday night, correct? Mm-hmm. Ravens three and a half. Bengals inexplicably lost to the Texans. I guess we have to now respect the Texans. Bengals five and four going into Baltimore. Divisional foe. Ravens lost two last week. I I don't know what to make Inexpl- inexplicably. Inexplicably, they were like there was like a the graph. You know that you've seen the graph before. Where it's like chances to win the top, to win the game. It's like Ravens, 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 Ravens. Ninety eight percent two minute warning. Boom, Browns win. It was one of those inexplicable losses. Um, fun fact: I picked the Texans last week in our pickup. Shove it. Shove it up here. Go Texas. Um, <laughs> uh, Bengals at Ravens. Um, yeah. I mean, the Ravens are as I, I, f- I feel like once I, I was worried about that Texans pick because I said, well, maybe the Ravens did show us something when they beat the hell out of Dan Campbell of the Lions. They didn't because they did the same thing a week later. Deshaun Watson did show grit on the field, even though he's a turd in real life. Um, I want this division to be close, so I'll take the Bengals to cover. Bengals are at that point. We got reminded by yeah, our, one of our co-hosts that the Bengals have started the five and four the last three or four years with Joe Burrow, and they've gone on a hot streak. It's either now or never for the Bengals. I agree with you, but the Ravens—if they win this—if they win this—are we putting the Ravens into a different tier, into the Chiefs and Eagles tier? They're already Super Bowl contenders, in my opinion, but are we going to put them into that like? you know, elite yeah, category. Yeah, got, I hate the word elite category, but you know what I mean. No, you're right. The Niners got off the mat. Uh, oh, man. The Niners, yeah, the Niners were impressive against the Jags. I would say probably I'd go, yeah, obviously the Monday Night Football teams, the Super Bowl matchup, rematch, Eagles-Chiefs, and then like a tier 1B would be the Niners, and you could potentially say, yes, the, the Ravens could jump into that because the, the Bills are lost. They're lost. They're lost. I, I was wrong about them. I thought they were going to get their act together these last two weeks. They did not. So I feel like the Ravens can win this game as a statement, like AFC North game when the the other teams like Cleveland, they've lost their quarterback for the season, uh, even though DTR might surprise us. Um, nope. And we've got the Steelers who can't score more than 10 points a game, but they still win somehow because of TJ Watt and their defense. So, and Mike, and Mike Tomlin. Who did you um, pick? Who did you pick? The Bengals? Bengals. Give Sorry. me, give me, oh man, give me the Ravens, but I'm not confident about that. We're, let's, let's just move on to the Steelers and the Browns. Steelers have been, their point differential is something like 25 and a half this season. The Browns defense is elite. The Steelers defense is elite. Neither offense. This is going to be an absolutely gross game and if you watch it <laughs> if you watch it not being a Steelers or a Browns fan you're sick you're sick and you need medical attention immediately Browns favored by three and a half at home I think the Steelers win this because of Deshaun Watson being out do you 
Do you think this game or Penn State Rutgers has a higher over under this week? Probably. <laughs> Same. I, yeah. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. I I feel like there's a good um, there's a good parallel here. I think um, you're going to see defensive touchdown by both sides by Steelers yeah, and the Browns. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like the Browns. All right, give me the Steelers because God knows why. Jets at Bills. Bills favored by seven. They need to they need to do anything they can to get into the playoffs. And beating the Jets at home has to be one of these things. They're favored by a touchdown. If Josh Allen, they are they had their offensive coordinator fired this week. And Dorsey, Miami. They couldn't Ken Dorsey could not keep the ball in Josh Allen's hands or away from the other team. And so or, he got fired. Da- or Gabe Davis missing a complete catch to be intercepted, which is one of those like I know we've brought up the stat before, a non-interception interception. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just give me the Bills because the Jets defense, while they're good, unless they go absolute bananas, the Bills should win this game comfortably. The Jets are so bad offensively. The Bills cannot go 0-2 against the Jets. I no. like the Bills, too. Vikings at Broncos. Josh Dobbs, we talked to him a lot about this hour. Broncos beat – why am I drawing a blank all of a sudden? Just beat the Bills. The Bills, yeah. In an un- Monday night. Yeah, that Russell Wilson is the best he's been since being in Denver. Sean Payton has seemed to unlock him a little bit, which is run for your life, run a little bit, and get hit because you're Russell Wilson and you're not a pocket passer. So run around a little bit. They seem to unlock something there. They're favored by a touchdown. Give me, give me Josh Dobbs to cover that spread. I think I'll, I'll take the Broncos. Somehow the Broncos are putting themselves because of – because the Chargers won't fire Brandon Staley and because the, the Raiders are who they are and some of the AFC teams that have underperformed or they've lost like a key player this year, I feel like the Broncos and Sean Payton might pull off a great coaching job and get the Broncos somehow into a wild card position. So give me the Broncos. Cardinals, gross. Kyler Murray's back. Call of Duty's back. Call of Duty's back. At the Texans, Texans favored by four. I'm going to keep riding the Texas momentum with C.J. Stroud. He has been unbelievable. He's rookie of the year, right? Not just offensive. Yeah. Not He clinched it. He clinched it week 11. He, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> the, un, unbelievable. And guess what? We were right about C.J. Stroud. Credit to us. Give me the Texans yes, by sure. four. Yeah, I, I, I can't. Leia's in there barking. I barking up a storm about the Texans. And CJ Stroud. I, ha, I have to stick with the Texans. <laughs> I, can I, love hear. The te- I love the Texans. I love CJ Stroud. I hate Houston. Just Las, to be clear, Las Vegas. <laughs> they're five and five, and they're at Miami. Miami's favored by twelve and a half points. I think this is where we've we've won one for the skipper. We've won two for the skipper. I think Mike McDaniel mm-hmm. has his way with Las Vegas. Twelve and a half. That is a lot of stinking points, but Miami in Miami, they just seem faster. They're just faster in Miami. Once I think it's because they're closer to the equator. That's a good point. I don't think, uh, yeah, Vegas plays indoors further away from the equator. So this all makes sense. Uh, Dolphins once upon a time scored Leia's 70 barking. points on the, Leia's barking. Now the, now the, the smoke, smoke alarm's, alarm's going off. Going off. <laughs> Do you need to go check on something? Are you sure family, Evie is not burning family emer- down? Fa- family emergency. <laughs> Do we have to end this here? What is going on in your house? We're going to grind this out, Massey. Um, we're we're going to be okay. Okay. If, 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 I, if I can't upload uh, the description and title, it's, it was good knowing you. Okay. Um, anyway.
The Dolphins scored 70 points on the Broncos a few few weeks back, a couple months ago, and this is another, you know, doo-doo AFC West team. The AFC West was had so much promise the last two years. Of course. Dolphins by 21? Dolphins. Tease it up, 21. Sports fans, that's all the time you have. We have. Thanks for sticking around. If you're listening to us on your podcast, I mean on your podcast, on your telephone, computer, wherever you're listening to us, thank you so much for sticking with us. We are Teton Sports Talk. All right, that's it. And that's all.